0: Welcome to Campaigns and Confetti with your hosts, Scarlett Rozier and
1: Karen McKenzie,
0: co-founders of Rhyme and Reason Design.
1: We'll talk shop with some seriously awesome community champions and cover the bases on what makes a city rock. So grab a cupcake and get comfy. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. Karen McKenzie here with Scarlett Rozier, just hanging out, throwing some confetti. Uh, Normally we'd have cupcakes, but today we actually have donuts, which is pretty awesome. Uh, you'll have to forgive me today. I brought my sexy phone voice to the podcast. It's just one of the joys of having a toddler in the beginning of school. But um, we're going to fight through this one. Uh, Scarlett, you want to say hello? Hello. How's everyone today? And we also have Courtney Ainsworth with us. Uh, she works for the city of Round Rock. And we've actually worked together for, Courtney, what has it been? Forever. Four years. I know it feels like a lifetime.
2: Yeah, it's been <laughs> like best four or lifetime. five years.
1: Um, Yeah. So quite a while. Courtney is the communications and marketing specialist for the city of Round Rock. Her background includes event planning, spearheading branding initiatives, a multitude of communication campaigns, and most exciting, uh, passing out donut holes to keep the masses happy during (laughs) city road projects. Uh, She's especially good at the donut hole passing, everybody. Uh, Courtney loves modern design, clever hashtags, and Basset hounds. (laughs) <laughs> um, so getting started, Courtney, can you just tell us a little bit about Round Rock? Yes.
2: So Round Rock is just north of Austin. Um, it's a city of about 120,000 people. Um, there is actually a rock that is round <laughs> in in the town. Um, it's a really diverse city. We have a lot of um, diverse industry, um, a lot of families, um, and... Although it's growing and bustling, um, one of my main focuses is our downtown, and we have a historic downtown um, that is sort of sort of makes you feel like it's still your hometown and it's still you know kind of small and quaint. So, um, and it's actually my hometown, so it's a good place to be.
1: Nice, yeah.
0: Aww. Hometowns are fun. Yes. Um- So since it's been your hometown forever, uh, what what do you think is Round Rock's Paramount event Um, and how how do you market it to get people excited to come to your hometown?
2: Yeah. So I can't take full credit for it, but one of the main events that um, continues to grow year over year is our Music on Main music series that we have downtown. Um so it was started about 4 years ago. Um and it's just a weekly mu- uh, music series and the first year there were maybe we would get maybe 100 people every week to come out. There's a variety of music. Um it's every Wednesday or every now it's every Wednesday over the course of 3 months. Um but yeah, it's grown from about 100 people coming out every week to now we have like 5 to 600 people every week. So, um the lovely ladies of Rhyme and Reason helped us brand the event. Um and it's beautiful. Um, Thank you. All of our marketing pieces um have really resonated and people love them and they're fun and there's a little bit of whimsy and um yeah, it just keeps keeps growing every year and in fact, we it's typically just in the spring, uh March, April, May, but starting this year we are um, going to kind of do a pilot um, of doing it in the fall. So we're going to do it for the month of October um, every Wednesday for those four weeks because then it's not 110 degrees. So people want to come outside and listen to some music. So we're excited.
0: Um, Well, it sounds like You are making changes with adding October spookiness. Um, Yes. And I know obviously we've made awesome designs, but is there anything you change about the event? You
2: know, there's uh, year over year, we couldn't, we couldn't quite find the right night. Um, I think we finally found that with Wednesday, but we changed it for the first couple of years. Um, we had it on Mondays, but Mondays are hard. Mondays are hard in general, I think for families to come out, but also a lot of our restaurants downtown are, um, closed on Mondays. And part of the purpose of this was to get people downtown and, you know, listening to the music, but also, you know, going to our restaurants. So we moved it from Monday, we moved it to Thursday and we are in the sweet spot with Wednesday. That is people want to come out on a Wednesday. So I think we finally found it.
1: I'm actually surprised that Thursday wasn't a hit. It seems, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't you know, know. gateway to the weekend. But I know. Interesting that but we're Wednesday not we're seems, not moving it now. It is still. no. It, <laughs> it sounds good. like it's found its worth. Yeah, for
0: sure. It's, it's living on Wednesdays. Yes, really definitely. Um, well, now that we know about music on Main and the biggest event. I have to go back to the Donut Holes, which maybe you're kind of outside of the box or budget-friendly event that sure. you've done. Maybe <laughs> not. Either way, I kind of want to know about Donut Holes. Well, sure.
2: Um, it is the gift that keeps on giving. Um, so the background of it is um, a couple of years ago, we kicked off a year and a half construction project in the heart of our downtown um, and we were just brainstorming of like, oh my gosh, this is, this is really bad. <laughs> like, It's really hard for the businesses. It's really hard for people coming to downtown. How can we make the happy? How can we make, you know, maybe we can get some good coverage. How can we kind of turn this around, um, and sort of looking at what we could control. Um, and so we are very lucky in that the world famous Round Rock Donuts is located, um, in downtown Round Rock. Um, and so we just came up with this idea once a month during the construction project. We literally stood on the corner at the main intersection of our downtown. And as people were stopped at the red light, we um, passed out bags of Round Rock donut holes and just thanked them for their patience um, and reminded them that all of our businesses were open and to continue to come downtown. And I mean, it was fascinating. Like people looked at you with bewilderment. They're like what is a strange lady on the corner giving me donuts? Is she scary? Do I want these? Um, but once it caught on, you know, we we did videos and we, you know, put it on all of our social channels um so that people knew that it was legit. Um, and it caught wow, on. We were
1: just like creepers on the corner. Yes, exactly.
2: And people would, we would get emails and calls of like, "When's the next time you're passing out donut holes?" We're like, "Well, I mean, we'll do it next month." They are like, you know, a dollar fifty. You could go get them today. You don't have to wait <laughs> right. for us to get them to you. But um, but yeah, it caught on. We had um, media coverage from all the local stations, which, in the midst of a construction project, was a real win because. Mm-hmm you know, it's, it's hard to market that in the middle of dust and traffic cones and all of that fun stuff. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's, it really worked out for us. People still ask us about it today. It was something super simple. We didn't really think anything about it, but, um, I think sometimes the super simple things work out the best.
1: Mm -hmm,
2: Um,
0: when you were kind of brainstorming, this idea, obviously, you went down. You probably just thought of Round Rock Donuts down the street. But were there any <laughs> um, inspiration that you got from other industries, or any kind of favorite marketing campaigns that you thought of while you were brainstorming, or what you kind of while you are thinking, like this was awesome if we could have replicated this. Maybe not as you know, cheap there, as a It
2: wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't even that deep. I'd like to to say that I had some like you know, epiphany based on some of uh, something else that had worked well that I had seen, but it, it, yeah, it just wasn't, we were like, we have donuts. We will give them to people. <laughs> <You're>
1: like, <laughs> but the know, funny thing like is, donuts this yeah, way. <laughs>
2: <laughs> exactly. The funny thing is that we have since like, there was a town in Minnesota, I think, who saw our video and they were in the middle of a construction project and they had some like bakery downtown and, mm-hmm. They were famous for their cookies. So they like contacted us and we're like, trying to get the ins and outs of like, how did this work? We we're like, <laughs> we just sit on the corner and pass them out. And so they did it and it worked out really well for them. So yeah, I mean, you know, pass out sugar on the corner and good People things will come it. to you. Exactly, It's a win-win
0: apparently. so Inspire the masses. <laughs> exactly. That's what we're here to do. <laughs> um, well, if you didn't get inspiration from anywhere else, do you happen to have a favorite marketing campaign that is out there today, maybe not using sugar
2: Yes i do i um I am a big fan girl of the bumble um marketing. Arm, they are so good at what they do. Um,
1: just I, to preface, you're happily married. I am happy. Ma-
2: but here's the deal the thing with Bumble that I think is so smart is even though it started as a dating app, they've now like successfully dovetailed into like Bumble Biz and Bumble oh. BFF. So hmm. they're, you know, kind of diversifying their audiences. But um I just think their billboards are hilarious. And I also just, I love, um, Sometimes I just love really obvious brands. So they, you know, this yellow and the bee and the hive, but it, it makes the branding, I feel like easier, but then it resonates more because you know what you're looking at. You know, it's, you know, it's Bumble. So anyway, I just think they're, they're, everything they do is cute and has some R&R whimsy to it. So
1: nice. I like it. I didn't realize that they were branching out. Yes, they are. They're smart women. Yeah. yeah. So you can find.
2: You a can, it's like if you need
1: like a vendor or. Well, I
2: think it's more like. um are hiring. It's like a business connection. So it's sort of okay. like a more granular, like LinkedIn is my understanding. And then gotcha. BFF is like if you want to find a friend. I don't know that I'm <laughs> like in the market to find friends on an app, but I mean, some people are. So,
0: sure. you know, more power to don't it. Don't
1: knock it until you try it. Right.
0: <laughs> I mean there are tons of articles out there about how to find friends in your 30s. It's really sad. <laughs> I know. Because it goes downhill yeah. after you leave college. It does. Womp womp. Um, womp oh, awkward womp. silence from a bunch of 30-year-olds. <laughs> Good so <talk>. sad. <laughs> Well, I'm glad we're all friends. Um,
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) Speaking of Bumble, since it is a really cool piece of technology, are there any pieces of technology outside of Bumble and your search for new best friends uh, that you swear (laughs) by?
2: I just have apps for finding friends (laughs) on my phone. That's pretty much all I have. Um, I... I don't know if this is what you're looking for, but I have recently become obsessed with the um, a Color Story um, app. It's Elsie Larson's app and she just has like fantastic presets because I cannot take a great picture on my phone. And so if other people give me easy presets to make me look like I'm a professional Instagrammer, I'm all about it nice, so that 's my my recent um, sort of technological obsession. I like her presets
1: yeah, that 's good to have, especially if you 're out you know snapping photos yeah. for the city, but also of your cute baby of course <laughs> that 's the main use, of course
0: um, so Courtney you 've talked a lot about social media and Facebook and Instagram, which are awesome because we 're all addicted to our phones. But what about kind of traditional marketing um, and maybe even your website that you've used to help promote the community and get people engaged?
2: For sure. Um, so we have a downtown-specific website. It's downtownroundrocktexas.com um, that was beautifully designed by you all. Um, you. And we sort of at the outside of our um, branding initiative for downtown that started five years ago we found this to be integral to what we were trying to do. So it has a full business listing. It has sort of all of the um, news from downtown, a calendar of of events, um, where to park, all of the stuff that you want to find out about downtown. So um, we're able to use that as um, a big tool for us if we push that out on um, everything that we do. So um, another thing that we have found a lot of success doing is, um, once we had the mark for downtown, once we had our logo and it started catching on, we wanted to put it everywhere. And we found that people thought it was cute and they wanted to be ambassadors for downtown. So we, um, we did, um, significant amount of swag so we have downtown reusable totes that we have now successfully given out like 6,000 bags. I am wow. asked for some every day. People want them. Um, we've also done cute things. Um, we did bandanas um, that were passed out at Music on Main that people loved. I think a lot of people use them on their dogs, which was super cute. So we have doggies around town that are ambassadors for downtown too. So um, yeah, we've done a lot of a lot of fun stuff, I think. The more that we've gotten the logo into the community, it's it's just been more and more embraced over the last five years. So That's
1: awesome. That's it. And you even made clings for all of the businesses, right? Like, we did. We yeah, did. Yeah. sure they had windows. Yeah.
2: And- yeah. So they have them in all of their windows. We did um, – oh, what else did we do? We did coasters for the restaurants and bars. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, we had some folding chairs made that we, um, set out at music on main. So you're like the front row Joe and the downtown chairs. Um, so yeah, we are, you know, it, it was going from downtown had never had any cohesive branding, any look and feel anything that we were able to use in all of our marketing. So, you know, once we had that, it was our job to embrace it. And push it out. So that's what we did any way that we could think of. So
0: inundate the market.
2: Yes, exactly. (laughs) Exactly.
1: You know, you mentioned music on main earlier, and I know you did something new this year called spring break bash. Mm -hmm. How did that go? And, you know, was it a success to kind of migrate that once a week event into a weekly event? Yeah, so
2: that was a result of um, in the past when the Wednesday, the music on Main um, that fell during the week of spring break. Um, in the past, it was just one day during spring break. Was it, it's usually the the highest attendance that we get because you know kids are parents at school, need to get out of the house. Like, Please <laughs> give me something free to take my kids to. Um, so spring break bash was an effort to kind of capitalize on that. So during spring break, Monday through Friday, we had a concert every night, um, of that week and oh my gosh, I mean, (laughs) people came out, it worked. So I think that's something that we'll continue to do year over year because yeah, I think families are just looking for. Something to do, and it's free, and it doesn't even really matter what the music is, which we found so interesting because throughout the series, we have I mean, everything from like folk bands to polka to I mean, everything. And people don't really care, and it doesn't really matter because it's sort of just like setting the ambiance. We have a snow cone vendor, and you can go and get a personal pizza at the pizza place next door, and um. If there's a little, there's usually a little bit of shade by that time of night in the plaza. So it's just a nice night and it doesn't even really matter who the band is. So we found that to be really interesting too. So we just try to
1: diversify it as much as we can and, um, and people like it. That's great. And I mean, you're close to Austin, so you've got a lot of music probably to choose from. Mm-hmm. I think some of it, you know, there's awesome music series in Austin,
2: um, I think some of our appeal is it just feels a little easier, a little mm-hmm. easier to get to, a little easier to park. You don't really have to think it through as a whole logistical thing for the family for the evening. um, and we've actually heard that from people um that it's just it's just an easy event to to come and enjoy. so, yeah, we have regulars, man. We have people who have have made their own chairs that I mean our devotees that come every week throughout the whole series. So, um, yeah, we actually haven't pushed out yet that we're going to be doing it in October, but I think those people are going to be very happy. So that we have now given them an activity for the month
0: of October. (laughs) Fan fan boys and girls, I guess. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Coming out for the polka. If you, if you build community, (laughs) they will come essentially. It's
2: true. <laughs> Apparently that's true. So um you did actually yeah, it's awesome.
0: do a completely new event, speaking of events and beyond music this year too, which was your holiday lights, right?
2: Yes. yes, hometown holiday. Yes. So um yeah, we our downtown has so many beautiful trees and these like old monarch, like beautiful oak trees. And they were just begging to have Lights on them. So this last December was the first year, um, that we did this. We wrapped all of the trees throughout the core of our downtown, and we did garlands on the old light poles, and um, just kind of increased the decor in general. But you know, and that's something that it, it's not terribly inexpensive, but it's a terribly it's a it's a pretty simple concept. You know, we were putting lights on all of the trees. Um, and people loved it. We had them up for the month of December, and um you know what ha- what we wanted to happen um was that that would draw people down here and then they would go eat at a restaurant or they would go to the library or um just just getting people down here and then they could discover the rest of downtown and it worked um and so we're doing it again this year. Um, and we're just really excited. It's something that we hope to, to continue to do year over year. So it just kind of adds to the ambiance and people want to come and have a holiday experience. And um, so, yeah, people love it. Awesome.
0: I was going to say, does it matter what kind of lights? Is it the same kind of thing as music? They'll just show up for, for the background? You know, I don't
2: it's interesting. I don't know. We're we're going to do some testing this year, change it up a little and see if it works, but I think it just like makes people feel cozy. They get their hot cocoa, they're walking around, even if it is 74 degrees December 4th. But the thing is, like people like they'll put on a coat because it adds to the feeling that you're like in the mountains in Colorado. But it's worth it. You put the hood on, you pretend like you're cold.
1: It's funny. Um, I went to school in Florida, but I grew up in Virginia. And anytime it went below maybe 70 degrees, people would be walking around with their scarves and hats.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that definitely happens here.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That definitely happens here. Yeah, lots of scarves and hats in like 64 degrees. Like, (laughs) Probably not necessary, but more power to you.
1: Yeah, you know, you got to wear them when you can.
0: Uh It's very true. got to will the winter.
1: That's the Uh situation. I mean... It's true. Sometimes you just, you know,
0: again, creating the ambiance, if that means. (laughs) Exactly. You you, you make it happen.
2: We also have our other um, hometown branded event that we have um, is Hometown Halloween. Um, So this will be the fourth year, I think. Um, And that's in the heart of our downtown as well. Um, and I think the initial visioning with rhyme and reason was, Mm -hmm. um, we wanted to feel like Gilmore calls (laughs) down here (laughs) because again, that just makes you feel warm and cozy. So, um, I think we've been pretty successful. Um, people love it. We have hay rides and fun bands. And last year we had, um, for the entertainment, we had a pogo stick troupe.
1: Wow! And
2: these guys took their lives (laughs) in their hands, but they like, they like tour the country. It was so entertaining. Um, so yeah, it's just a fun, again, it's just like a fun family event, getting people out of the house. Our events are free. Um, so yeah, we love that one too.
1: And you work with the local businesses to provide some of the candy, right?
2: Yeah. So actually, um, Part of that event is the businesses along our main street, they sit on their stoops and we provide them with a certain amount of candy and then they provide um the rest and they do trick-or-treating. So the kids kind of walk up to all the business stoops and get um get candy from all the businesses. So that's another fun tie-in and they love it. They love oh, to participate sure. and the kids love it. And so yeah, it's really
1: fun. And- do you do it actually on Halloween or do you offset do. it? Okay.
2: We do. We do it on Halloween. It's, um from been from three to six, so it still gives people time because obviously people want to go home and trick-or-treat. So mm-hmm. um, it gives sort of the elementary school crowd something to do in between um, to get the kids out <laughs> of the house because I'm sure they're all <laughs> bothering their parents to go trick-or-treating. So it gives them something to do in that sort of middle time Um, And then they can leave and go trick or treat. So,
1: yeah. That's great. It's a great idea. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, I guess we should probably go back to talking about the city and tourism. Um, Sure. Which means lots of things have changed about tourism. Um, What have you done to keep up with it? And Mm -hmm. probably goes right along with this Instagramming and social media obsession of taking beautiful photos.
1: But how does that play
0: into tourism in general?
2: Yeah. You know, I think, um, it's all of the different channels are both the greatest opportunity, but it's also what we find to be the greatest challenge right now, just because people, um, if they're interested in their, in your city or they're interested in your event, they expect you on some level to have a presence on whatever channel they like the best. So they, they expect it to be legitimized via Instagram or Facebook or um, wherever they're looking. So um, yeah, I mean, it's wonderful because we have so many different ways to reach people, but of course, you know, we, we're limited on staff, we're limited on time. And so trying to make sure that we have a presence um, um, where we get the sort of biggest bang for our buck has been, um, has been a bit of a challenge, but um, yeah, our, our main, We reach our our, uh, biggest audience on our Facebook page and that has steadily grown over the last three to four years. And so we find that that's where um, our audience looks to for any updates on events or um, any big campaigns we're doing. So that's where um, a lot of our our efforts go.
0: Awesome. Um, Facebook, that tends to be an older... Or kind of mom demographic, yeah. I guess mm-hmm. um, so i'm guessing most of your kind of was that just kind of how it worked out, or is that what you 've talked to your community about and what you 've learned over
2: yeah, so the- it 's sort of a combination. Um, we do a We do a, a citywide survey every um, two years and ask like where are you getting your information? Um, and as far as social goes, Facebook is definitely the winner, but we do uh, most of our audience are, um, younger families. Um, in fact, any event that we do is, um, certainly available to the, the larger community, but we find that the largest demographic that attend our events are younger families. And in the past we had done a few events that were just tailored to, you know, adult only events, um, uh, and they they weren't very successful, so we sort of found our lane, we're sticking to it um and yeah, the people are on are on the Facebook, <laughs> so we keep we keep talking to them there we do also um we also have a pretty significant presence on instagram but um but yeah our main our main voice is on facebook
0: awesome um so I know. You talk to families, and you guys love donuts, but we happen to love cupcakes over here at Rhyme and Reason. Um, i down with a cupcake. I mean, come on. Everyone likes a good cupcake. But yes. if your community was a cupcake, what flavor <gasps> would it be? And why? What
1: nice flavor
2: would it be? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, oh, man. What flavor would it be? I'm thinking through, and I'm getting hungry. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Funfetti. Oh, <laughs> I just think of like happy little kitties, all of the colors. And plus it just makes me happy. And that sounds really good right now. So <laughs> yeah,
1: right? yeah, I feel
2: like, I feel like funfetti is a good flavor catch-all though. It's like, um, we have a diverse city. It's a, you know, <laughs> multiple colors.
1: It's perfect. You can stick like a donut hole on top as perfect. a little accoutrement, <laughs> yes, right? Yes. Make it a little round rocky. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> now I'm going
0: to have to get donuts and cupcakes. Lunch. No, I'm not. Yes, no problem. Appreciate Just it. Just have some broccoli for dinner. You'll be fine. Balance. It's all about balance.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly.
0: All right. Well, before we wrap up, can you tell our listeners where we can find more about your city?
2: Yes. So, in case I hadn't driven the point home enough, <laughs> find us on Facebook. There um, you go. <laughs> Um, yes, we are on Facebook. Um, it is Round Rock, Texas city government. It is our official um, government page. You can find us on Instagram. Um, and we also do have separate Facebook and Instagram pages for our downtown. Um, so mm-hmm. I particularly like our um, in our downtown Instagram, so that's downtown Round Rock on Instagram. and you can see all the fun stuff going on. So yeah, you can find us mostly on Facebook and Instagram.
1: Love it. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been great. I love hearing all the stories about the donut holes. No problem. <laughs> I'll just keep them coming. Yeah, just <laughs> keep them going. Um, so yeah, thanks for joining us for another episode of Campaigns and Confetti. We hope um, today's chat was helpful. So until next time, enjoy that confetti, those donut holes, and you know maybe a cupcake or two. Thanks. Bye.
0: Thanks so much for joining the Campaigns and Confetti podcast, a production of Rhyme and
1: Reason Design.